Hi, I'm Bill. I'm one of the pastors of Fellowship, and we are in a talk series called Origins. And so if you've missed any of our talks on Origins, going through the book of Genesis, you definitely want to check things out on YouTube. Uh, but this is an opportunity we have. There's so many things that we don't get to talk about on Sunday. It's an opportunity that we get to chat as we continue the conversation. And I have with me uh, a very special guest and dear friend, uh, our senior pastor, Ray Galea. Bill, yes, you are my friend, aren't you? <laughs> yes. We're work colleagues, and we're friends. That's right. We, Thank you, brother. It, it's great serving together. And uh, when we talk about Noah's flood, uh, a lot of times it's in children's books and yeah. you see it as animals going two by two. Yeah. But it's actually quite a dark story. Yeah. Can we, before we get into it though, Bill, can I say for those who've seen the movie, the latest movie by Russell Crowe, it's a few years ago, you do look like Russell Crowe in that. You are the Noah. You got that Noah thing happening there, Bill. Well, thank you. And uh, it must be no one if they ever say I look like Russell Crowe. That is great. I will take that compliment. <laughs> now you want to ask which age of Russell Crowe do you want? Oh yeah. Oh well, the the story of Noah is yeah. one that uh, Russell Crowe gets wrong, and so that's why I'm glad yeah. that we get to explore it in Genesis. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times, all we think is about animals in a boat that yeah. float on the water. But actually, if we back up into Genesis uh, six, we find out there's some there's tons of darkness. Yeah, yeah. The 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 most the darkest sentence in the Bible has got to be is it Genesis six five, mm. where every inclination of the heart of man was only evil all the time. So the spread of sin has gotten to the point where not only has it moved from Adam to to Cain to Lamech, you know, it's actually now spreading wider and deeper. I mean, that's the first description of human nature, I think, uh, in Genesis thus far. Mm. Uh, and uh, what I guess the the Bible, uh, what theologians call total depravity. Let's spend some time thinking about that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. When you what it is and what it isn't. Oh, it's so hard to now repeat the verse again because there were some key things yeah. in the text. Every inclination of the so motives. Every single motivation. Every that's right. It doesn't say so. Every inclination of the heart of man was only evil all the time. <laughs> so only evil. There's no other option. Yeah. Every motive, only evil. Yeah. Not even some of the times. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> that paints a really dark picture yeah. for humanity at that state before the flood. Left to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, that the idea doesn't resonate with us as much yeah. now. Yeah. I think we hear a lot of altruistic acts of people that are doing really good things yeah. that would say, well, actually, humanity has proven the Bible wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think it'd be good for us just to navigate yeah. when we talk about total depravity, when yeah. we talk about uh, every motive that we have is only evil all the time. Uh, what, is that, what does that mean? So the, the, the idea of total depravity, that's right. Yeah, and, you, and because we're also made in God's image. Yeah, the modern, the modern story is we're inherently good and do and can do occasionally bad, usually to do with external circumstances, pressure, um, uh, you know, victims of abuse, whatever. You know, we're, we're, it's reactive to something. 
whereas the Bible is saying is, no, you're evil with the capacity to do good mm. because you're made in the image of God. Uh, to me, I always think of that. It's a statement by Jesus. It's almost like it just sneaks in where it says, uh, if you who are evil know how to give good things. And he's talking to his disciples and, he, and he's comparing human father and divine fatherhood. If you who are evil as parents know how to give good things, e.g. when your kids ask for fish, you don't give them a scorpion, how much more your heavenly father? Wow, that's a profound diagnosis. But it gets misread too, doesn't it? Mm. Like, uh, you know, when we think about the misreadings of, of human, total depravity, what, what do you think are the ways in which people misread that? Yeah, I think a lot of times... A, we have to recognize that we as humans are defensive when we're told that we're incapable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we hear humanity is completely all motives, mm. totally evil all yeah. the time, we go, no, that's not, that's not the case. And we look for exceptions to yeah. that. And, uh, or we at least want to say, well, that's for bad people and mm. there's good people and there's bad people. And yeah. so we want to categorize that. Blows that distinction out of the water. It, it really does. And, and most people uh, that you talk with at least most people that I talk with, I, I say, so if there's a, a scale mm. for Mother Teresa and atrocities of Hitler, where are you? And, and usually they'll say, well, I'm, I'm kind of right in the yeah. middle, right? Yeah. And I know I'm not a, a saint, but I'm definitely not a bad person. Wherever the average is, I'm slightly above it. I'm just, sli- <laughs> just slightly above it. Or if I've had a bad day, I'm maybe slightly below it. Yeah. Uh, and I think when we talk about total depravity, that's one of the misconceptions mm. is that it only applies to certain people. Right. It applies to the really dark people. Yeah. And so the, there's there's good and, people. And, and it's people. not that there aren't differences either within that storyline, you mm. know, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are d- degrees of rebellion, but bottom line is we're starting from the same platform of human nature, which we are by nature objects of God's wrath. Is the New Testament version I think of it mm. that, and this is about humanity left to ourselves, isn't it? Post fall, mm. so mm. we need to kind of because we're not talking about those with the Spirit, mm. uh, you know that that kind of distinction. But let's go back a bit. Tell me other other ways in which. Uh, because even in our conversation now, we could be saying that humans don't do any good, right? And that's which, the that's the other the other misconception. There's there's three major ones. The second one is that humanity does nothing good, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So there's there's no goodness, and a yeah. lot of times that's what we default to to say, well, surely we're not totally depraved because there are good things that happen. And I think we're misheard saying that, mm. and maybe. Some people do say it, but that wouldn't be right, would it? Mm. Yeah. And even even neuroscience research finds it very hard to find out what people's mm. motives are. Yeah. And in talking about the altruism of humanity, is humanity really good for mm. others? Uh, they find that there's either motivation for empathy mm. or reciprocity, mm. and they can actually find out uh, how people are motivated. But even those motives... Mm. Even those motives are questioned. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's it's almost like we want to prove our case mm. that we're better than we actually are. So, are we as bad we could be? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, total depravity doesn't mean that we are always the worst versions of ourselves right. at all times. Right. Uh, so we know that we don't have to build a case uh, that we really aren't as horrible as we are at all times, mm. and there's not. Not everyone does as wicked things as others. Yeah. So it's not a, a, a grading scale right. that we have. It's more uh, either we're capable or we're incapable. Yeah. And yet in that, we are capable of doing good and do do. Humanity does do good. And 
And I think that statement by Jesus, if you who are evil know how to give good things. So he doesn't set one against the other. Mm. He just defines both realities. And I remember a lot. It's funny how you remember. You know, I don't remember many sermons, including my own. But there was one when I was a young believer where the guy said, the pastor said, you know, truth is coherent. And, and uh, which means, and he just picked up on for something to be true, therefore it needs to be, uh, have an aspect of verification, you know, like the resurrection you know, there were, there were eyewitnesses say. So uh, truth needs to be livable. And truth needs, to, you know, that is no point having a truth that you can't actually live according to uh, in some fashion. But the third one was that truth uh, explains reality as it is. And so what I love about the Bible, it does two things. It t- explains why we constantly hurt each other. And eight million people are always bumping into each other, playing God and the, the divorce, the damage, the, the the wounds, you know, just think of the last day and what you have to confess. But we're also made in God's image and we have the capacity and do do good. And what I, I just took away from that, the biblical worldview explains both the good things that humans do and the dark side where the, and, and the bad things we do and why we do them. And to me, that was kind of like, confirming yet again of the Christian worldview. Yeah. Well, one of the great questions living in an intercultural setting mm. to ask different religions and different folks around the world is uh, when it comes to God, a belief in God, how do you get right with God? Yeah. How, how do you do that? And I think one of the beauties of being a Jesus follower mm. is this idea of total depravity. And it, at first it can seem depressing, but actually it's quite freeing. When we talk about total depravity, what does the Bible teach us mm. total depravity really means mm. about humanity? Um, well, I'll tell you this. It explains that we're born bent, mm. an inclination towards self-centeredness and to living according to our terms and not God's. And that's why no one needed to teach me how to lie, cheat, steal, <laughs> swear. <laughs> no, there, there was no education system there. It was just coming effortlessly from my mouth. And uh, and and I, they say, tied to this is the doctrine of original sin, but there's a sense where you know we inherited a fallen nature. We may complain about that, but the reality is we also... Uh, have the privilege of having Jesus do the undoing of that for us. So, you know, but either way, uh, I it just explains reality again and 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 then explains the need for God to break in. That that if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be rescued from this story, I'm going to need someone outside of me to solve the problem. Because mm. internally, trying a little bit hard is not going to work. And in a sense, religion, I mean, b- biblical Christianity seems to have the worst description of human nature and the greatest solution. Mm-hmm. The worst, every inclination of the heart of man is only evil all the time. The best, God will actually come in and not only forgive you, but transform you. And wow, you know, that's why we need to be born again, isn't it? Mm. That, that, that's why that is so offensive. It's not about get better, improve. It's about, oh, no, we need to undo. We, you need a new heart. We need to get that heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Romans three talking about <laughs> this is your your condition, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's quite depressing. In other passages, uh, Ephesians two, you were dead. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say you were near death or you were kind of sick. sick. It yeah. says you were you were dead. Yeah, uh, and, and I I always imagine total depravity as the inability of oh. me to choose my, choose God. That's it's it. it's the inability of me to save myself. 
Uh, I grew up in a That's really... what you wanted me to say before, wasn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. I, that's exactly I was, right. I was thinking of the story of when I was a <laughs> when I was a kid, I grew up in a really hilly area. Oh, yeah. And I was my mom was in front of me and I was lagging behind, distracted, and she said, Hurry up. And so I started running down the hill, and it was a very steep hill. And pretty soon my legs started going oh, faster yeah. than my I body could. Feeling. And I could not stop that. I uh, could not stop right. from the destruction that yeah. was gonna be a pavement sandwich. Yeah. And I was crying out for help, crying out for help, and all I could do was just barely keep going, and I knew that there was pain and destruction. And all of a sudden, my mom's arm just reached out and stopped really? me. Oh. And I, and that is what arrested me from wow. the fall. Uh, and, and I just think in humanity, because we are born bent, yeah. we will always find ourselves just trying to keep up, yeah. but we're headed towards destruction. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, Romans 8 says, uh, says it beautifully that, Without the Spirit, we will not and cannot please God. Mm. Isn't that isn't that a shocking statement? Mm. We not only will not, well, we can get to turn, you know, it's a state of I choose not to, but we cannot, that powerlessness of humanity. And the beauty then is, okay, so we need God to step in by his spirit. What it means then is no one is beyond redemption because now I can actually pray knowing that God's spirit can actually open up the heart of any person. Because mm-hmm. we're all, it's not like, you know, because we like to put people into categories, right? Like uh, uh, the us and them category. Mm-hmm. But we're actually all in the same box that God saving me and opening my eyes and, and making me alive to the things of God is actually no less of a miracle than if he did it to Paul, who was the worst of sinners. And, it's, and he is the test case of, you know, as bad as someone is, they can actually be redeemed, yeah. I think sometimes in the church and spending time, we spend a lot of time in the church, but a lot of times it's possible for those of us that have been rescued by God to then think that there was something that we did to to choose choose him and that warrants this relationship with him. And really that's the seed of self-righteousness and and the the seed of judgment against other people as we look at them and go, oh yeah, I, I used to be like you, but then I rescued myself. It's true, isn't it? It actually, uh, even the beginning of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, for those who trust in their own righteousness, that's why he tells the parable, for those who trust in their own righteousness, and then he says, and look down on everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because if you trust in your own righteousness, even to any degree, you will have a hierarchy Mm -hmm. of of those better and worse than you. And you think, wow, the ground at the foot of the cross is very flat. Mm. We all need it equally. We're we're all in the in the in the culpable category, and uh, and what a kind God that He delivered us from that. And then and then not only that, but transforms us from one degree of glory to the next. Mm. We'd prefer a hundred degrees of glory, but nevertheless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and imagine the story of Noah then, yeah. with humanity being completely corrupt. Mm. And God sends a wow. flood because yeah. we can't have corruption and yeah. perfection in the same uh, vein. And imagine Noah trying to outswim everyone else to be saved. It, no, that's, that's it, so it's, it's yeah. a really, to, to be able to go, well, he's a good enough swimmer. Yeah. Um, no, he wouldn't be a good enough swimmer. Uh, it can really, only tread water for so long. You can only tread water <laughs> for so long. Uh, and, and so to see God then provide mm. a, a way out of destruction yeah uh, and and Noah obeyed and yeah. Noah didn't say okay 
God, now, why don't you convince me about this? Is this really a good idea? Mm. Noah goes, oh, the waters are coming up. Mm. This boat, okay, yeah, I'm going to get on. I keep thinking the Bible could have stopped. God could have ceased his dealings with humanity at so many key juncture points. Genesis 3 was the obvious one. But Genesis 6, 7, and 8, 9 is that other one, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Where, wow, we got down to eight humans left. Everything was wiped out. And the almost we go back to the beginning, you know, the undoing of creation, the water's separating, now the water's return, and it's it's uh, let's start again. And yet say, so, wow, sin is serious, but wow, the judgment is so profound. And uh, and yet in that in that body of water there lies God's grace mm. in that ark. Not only for humans, but for creation. Mm. God's God's commitment is actually not just to humans, but you know, the two by two is really God's grace, isn't it? To um, what do you make of the rainbow? You know, I mean, it's being yeah. used obviously in other contexts, but uh, in its original use uh, as a sign. What what what's your reflection on it? Yeah, I I love the story of Noah, uh, not because I love zoos, but because I love the origin story yeah. of the rainbow. Uh, because here we see the story of of God's very very uh, righteous and mm. justified. Uh, destruction of corruption. We we don't want to see corruption going on. We mm. see corrupt governments or corrupt friends or corrupt business practices, and we go, no, you, that, you can't do that. That's not right. Yeah. And so with all of humanity being corrupt, God destroys that corruption mm. and saves Noah. And it's this great, great, gracious gift. It's uh, Noah didn't earn the gift of, of God to save him. Yeah. But then also we see in the rainbow God's mercy. We see God's mercy to say, even though you deserve destruction, humanity, <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to destroy the earth again. And so he takes his weapon of war, his bow, and he puts his bow in the sky as a reminder. Rainbow bow, yeah. 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 He, he puts his bow in the sky and he says, even when I look on humanity, I'm going to look and see my bow in the sky. Mm-hmm. And not that God forgets, but it reminds him, you know what? I'm showing mercy. Yeah. I'm showing mercy. Okay, so we use the word grace and mercy, mm. uh, and even I find I sometimes just bring them together. Can you mm. distinguish them for us? Because I think it's an important distinction. Yeah, yeah. Grace, grace, we can define as uh, an unmerited or unearned favor. So it's an unear- unmerited favor or an undeserved gift. Yeah. Uh, so if I could bring you a really nice coffee with great beans and say, "Here you go. You, you haven't deserved it. Here you go." Uh, mercy then is withheld punishment uh, or uh, mercy is actually being able to navigate uh, away from shame into a place of honor so mercy is is a place where you deserve judgment Mm -hmm. Uh, you're driving down Mm -hmm. shakeside road and you're one of those really fast cars that's just and the officer pulls you over and you rightly deserve a ticket, uh, but you don't. And you saying this because I told you about the fine I got the other day. So what <laughs> I, you, I forgot about the fine. You're shaming me now in front of everyone. <laughs> 600 dirhams. <sighs> I don't know how it happened. For what? A speeding you know? fine. Oh, a speeding fine. Anyway, I'm, oh. I'm learning. I'm learning when you move from Emirates to Emirates, they kind of view uh, the letter of the law to a different degree. Anyway, we're all learning. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a quick learner, though. That's- that's right. I, I actually, when I first moved to Dubai, yeah. uh, I was parked at a metro station and 
I was just parked at the metro station picking someone up. Yeah. And I sat there and a police officer came next to me and honked his horn. And I turned to him and I waved at him and I sat there again and he honked his horn. And he was he was trying to show me mercy. He was trying to say, ah. you deserve a fine. Ah. But ah. I just wanted you to know. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I, I didn't get the picture. And so I got a fine. Too. Okay. <laughs> it all happens. It happens to all of us. So, so we have God showing his mercy to humanity by yes. withholding worldwide destruction and judgment. Mm -hmm. But if he just overlooks corruption yeah. of humanity, uh, that's still a problem. Mm -hmm. And it, he's, he's unjust, that corruption continues. Mm -hmm. And so how do you see that unfolding in the story of Scripture mm -hmm. uh, past Noah? Mm -hmm. How does God deal with the, the corruption, the deep corruption of humanity well it's it's an amazingly patient story i can't believe how slow god is in not only he's slow to anger but he's actually slow in even his redemptive purposes that is to say he's not in a hurry he's setting and really the old testament is really putting all the coordinates into place so that when jesus comes you know so you you, you can actually make sense of this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, for example. Because that's a meaningless statement. The, a, a dead Jew hanging on a cross is a meaningless category unless all the promises that have been scattered through the Old Testament. I mean, we're about to move into the Tower of... Well, we've got we've got a, 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 we've, we've got the, the promise of grace ex expressed to all of creation in, in that covenant sign. Um, uh, you get to Genesis 12, you get to see the promise, and you're going to preach on that, aren't you, on uh, to Abraham and his seed, that uh, bl well blessing will be funneled through that seed. You get to Genesis 15 and discover that blessing includes the justification of the nations through faith, trusting in the promises of God. For Abraham, they had a certain shape. Uh, you get to Genesis, what, 49? Is it the promise that that serpent crusher will be from the line of the tribe of Judah? Uh, and then you keep reading, you're thinking, okay, well, okay, this is playing. So a nation is formed, a people are formed. And then you get to two, what's the next big one? Two Samuel 7. So, so okay, he's going to come to the, so he's going to be an offspring of Eve. He's going to be a, from the tribe, of, he's going to be a, a child of Abraham. So, okay, it's, it's going to come from the, salvation is going to come from the Jews. And then he's going to come from one particular tribe, the tribe of Judah, uh, a la the promise uh, of Genesis 49. Then you get to two Samuel 7. He's going to come from the line of kings. David, and then you get to um, what is it, Micah, and you discover he's going to be born in Bethlehem and Isaiah 9 to a virgin. Okay, the coordinates are in place, and then he comes to undo the damage that Adam and the rest of humanity have done. Mm. And uh, and then at the end, you get to the end of the Bible, and he says, I'm making all things new. No more crying, grief, pain, or death. Mm. The wages of sin is death, is no longer the logic, because there will be no sin. That gets me is that resurrected bodies we're going to have that we will not and cannot sin. That's mm. what I love about that. Mm. Not, there's no future replaying of the scenario of, of Eden. Mm. You know, there's no serpent in the garden. There's no there's no nature inclined to. Not only won't we, we can't sin. Mm. Okay, we can be safe that the future's locked in. Mm. I don't know if I answered your question there, but my mind went down that road. No, no we yeah. uh, we see the corruption of humanity. We can't not sin. Mm. And then we see through Jesus, the really the person and work of Jesus, when God's plan is complete, yeah. that we can't sin. Yeah. And and that's why I love and and we 
as humans, we want to make it so much about ourselves. Yeah. And, and even our ideas. Uh, I remember watching the Noah movie you referenced at the beginning with Russell Crowe. And I think, okay, Noah movie, the star of the show is Russell Crowe, right? So Noah. And a lot of times, even in children's books, we mm. see Noah the is hero. the main character. He's yeah. the hero. And, yeah. and Noah and the animals safely found a place to land. Yeah. But that's not where the story of Noah ends. Yeah. We see Noah and the family that the ark rested on the mountains. He sent out birds to find a resting place. And Noah's name, mm-hmm. Noah, means rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so humanity I've has forgotten foundly that. Noah's found... name means rest. Yeah. I've forgotten that. So we yeah. have got, we found through God's mercy, mm. rest. And then Noah gets, gets drunk. <laughs> and then his son sees his nakedness. Yes, what is that? That is a You you told me something that I didn't know about that. It is I just thought it was a straight inappropriateness, maybe at, at best, but it's a lot more serious than that, isn't it? Oh, we we unpack a little bit of that in the message, yeah. uh, and there's some reference verses, particularly in Leviticus, mm-hmm. that same Hebrew word for nakedness is a, a very, very shameful nakedness. Right. And it's actually related to acts that are inappropriate. Like a sex, uh, some sexual activity. Yeah, wow. yeah. And, and scholars are divided on exactly okay. what I mean. Some yeah. people think it's just culturally seeing their dad naked. But two indicators in the text to me, I... I think it's either what Noah's son did to him or what Noah's son did to his to Noah's wife. Oh, okay. Because the son their mother. Yeah. Yeah. Their son goes to the other brothers mm-hmm. and tells them exactly what he's done. Right. Hey guys, yeah. guess what? Da 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 da. Maybe stealing some things from Noah if it was oh. with Noah's wife. But also it says when Noah awoke, he saw what his son had done to him. Yeah. And then the only speech that Noah has in the whole story. The only time we hear Noah's voice is cursing his son for what he's done. And then the other two, yeah, your cursed brother's going to serve you. And it just, it goes to show that the main character in the story of Noah isn't Noah. It's Noah's God. Yeah. And judgment's not going to solve the problem. Mm. So sin, judgment, grace. Mm. And uh, where sin increases, grace abounds all the more. And thank you, Jesus, mm. uh, that the story doesn't end there. Can mm. I just, I know time's running out. Mm. What about um, how Noah's story uh, is used in the New Testament? Because I know in Matthew, is it 24, where we're seen as as in the days of Noah? You know, when, mm. when the final, because these are just micro micro versions of the final judgment anyway, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're still minor compared to what's about to come when Jesus returns and he judges the living and the dead, destroys this this heaven and this earth for a new one and transforms it. Um, and then, you, But the one of the aspects is that life, Jesus will come as in the days of Noah when everything seems to be operating normally. Mm. People married, giving in marriage, you know, ordinary life, two people working there. And in that ordinariness of life, Jesus will appear. So be ready. Be ready and be prepared for the final day judgment. Mm. Um, uh, and look forward to it. If you're, a, if you're on the right side of Jesus, you're on the right side of God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think that it really points to life as normal. We as humans think that normal life, we think, oh, we're basically good. Yeah. right? So we yeah. go back to, to our yeah. beginning yeah. question is, is humanity basically good mm. or completely evil? Mm. And we would say without God interceding, yeah. uh, 
we're we're bent towards bad. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we're so so grateful that Jesus has come that we now have hope in him that what we couldn't do for ourselves, mm. what Noah couldn't do for him, himself, Jesus has accomplished and mm. says it is finished. Amen. So Amen. Thank you, by the way. Great conversation. Great yeah. conversation, Bill. Yeah, we're so, out of time. And we only touched the surface. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Flood, surface, surface deep. Because right? <laughs> we were drowning in some details there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're really glad that you could join us. Uh, again, if you've missed any of the talk series on Origins, check it out on YouTube, uh, as well as other conversations that we've talked about uh, with other special guests. And we look forward to the next installment of Continuing the Conversation.